<laughs> so I know you've been listening to all this stuff. I mean, we had a, a in the first hour we probably talked about ten different things uh-huh. at least, uh, in, including the book, including the new ebook version. Do you have an ebook reader? I don't actually. You don't. I'm behind the curve. You know. Uh, well, you know they they just dropped all the prices. What's the yes, what's the did. new Nook price? The new Nook price is one forty nine. Ooh, I want I want a Nook. Yeah, they're uh, nice. Nook, I, nook, nook. I have it, connections. If my wife nooks. is if my <laughs> wife is listening, that would make a wonderful birthday present. <laughs> oh, coming soon. Is that coming soon? When? August. August. Okay. <laughs> just, throw, just throwing that out there, honey. Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't forget about. Your honey in August. Does okay. that con- consequence with your book release? Is that coming out in August too? <laughs> oh or? no, that, that's that's after, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, what do you think about monster? It, you know, uh, are there any female super monster killers? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It's um, um, I've got I, one of the things I I try to do is have a lot of strong female characters mm-hmm. and not just stereotypical action girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I've got actually got a lot of female fans. Um, like I, I was saying earlier, is I. Uh, I knew I was going to actually be a commercial success when I first got my uh, first five-star review from a 65-year-old grandma. Wow. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> granny, go, Granny, she's like, go. It's got stuff about you know character and loyalty. And I'm like, really? It does? Sweet. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That's very cool. So, so there's, there's, the characters are not cardboard cutout characters like so many things come, you know, that come along no, these I, days. I actually tried to start out with taking all the uh, stereotypical uh, tropes of uh, B-movie yes. characters. yes. You know, all, all, all the ones you're familiar with, and I took them, and then I tried to twist them into actual people. Okay. And it worked out yeah. pretty well. Make it real. Because, I mean, what, uh, you know, d- d- have you read any kind of scary books? I mean, like uh, fictional books? No, Michelle? I'm not a big fiction fan, actually. You, um, you re- she reads But a lot I am of... interested in reading these. I think oh, they sound okay. fascinating. Cool. See, this uh, could be your fictional experience. It could be, yeah. It could be pretty exciting. I want to know more about the types of monsters they hunt, though. Oh, I uh, see. In the first book, I stuck in... <laughs> Probably 10, 15 different ones. Really? Did it have any ghosts oh, play yeah, in your I, books? I actually get a little ghost play. I, I, I am a ghost geek. I, I, yeah. I do love ghost stuff. Okay. I, what do you th- now, how do you seriously feel? Because Michelle is very... She's been on a couple of you know ghost hunter I, things. Do you do you believe in the EVP, yeah, well, EVPs and all that stuff? Um I've gone. I've gone out with Tom Carr from Wasatch Paranormal. From Wasatch Paranormal. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Tom. Tom's uh, cool. He's, he's Tom's a friend cool. of mine. Yep. And uh, we've gone. I've I've gone just once and but. Yeah, I had some really interesting it's a cool experiences. Ex- it's a cool experience, right? Yeah, it was very yeah. fun. Didn't right? Tom write a, a book? I, I think we met him at Conduit. Yeah, he recently wrote a book called Talking to Yourself in the Dark. And I, <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope, do that uh, all the time. I hope Tom is listening. So I, I, I'm plugging his book. It's, yeah. it's a good read. It's very enjoyable. Tom, Tom's, a, Tom's a great guy. We're hoping to have him as a guest, aren't we? Uh, Tom, yeah, yeah I, because I'd like to cover that book with him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it was about, a good book, actually. Is, is that kind of like a self-help? Uh, ghost hunting book? Is yeah. yeah it's, like, it it's, like, it's like a guide to how to get started for yourself so. and, yeah. and do this stuff. And it was very interesting. That's pretty cool. And he's been on a ton of stuff. I mean, he's been involved for years now, right? Yeah, and he's got, uh, he's got an incredible collection of EVPs. Oh, uh, EVPs. Like, they blow me away. Yeah. When you play those EV- some of those EVPs and you carry them, Hi, Charlie. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can hear these people. Yeah. No, people is wrong. Uh, dead people. Hi, <laughs> Charlie. You can hear them talk. I know, it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some really neat ones and he's got some good stories. So if you guys can that. get Tom on, please do. He's we'll I'll, I'll, I will definitely tune in for that. No, I'll tell Captain Procon here. He's a producer extraordinaire sort of. Yeah, book. where where can we get his book? Where can we where can we get Tom's book? It's it's a nice one. I have it. I I do not know the answer to that. I know uh, probably off his webpage. Go, go to Wasatch Paranormal, right? I think maybe, so. Maybe uh, I believe he's that. got a link on there. I would yeah. Think. Okay. Tom Carr. C-A-R-R, right? Yeah. Isn't that what I remember? Yeah. C-A-R-R. Okay. Anything else about that you find interesting about, uh, Michelle, about Monster Hunters International? Um, I wanted to ask him if he's doing any signings in September. Um, I will be, yes. Um, I've not set up the dates yet, but um, my first one will probably be at the Leighton Barnes & Noble, and then my second will probably be at uh, West Jordan. All right. Those are the two that I... I love those two. That's I'll our store. That's my yeah, store. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And you know, Michelle w- works there. You yes. know, she works at Barnes and Noble, and and uh, you you know, you do a lot of customer help and stuff. Oh, but yeah. you also, you know, all those mag racks and racks of how many magazines oh, are there these days? Like seven thousand oh, magazines. I don't even want to know anymore. You know, it's like there's a ma- there's there's a magazine like Thimble Collector International. Yeah, there is. You know, it's like what. <laughs> It's like there's a magazine for everything. For everything. Everything in the world. There needs to be a Sector 5 magazine. <clears throat> hey, great idea. Hey, Proton, get on that. <laughs> he's, you know, he's always goofing off. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Anyways, it's very cool. Uh, so 
there's good female characters, but they're and they're not just your standard. Uh, oh yeah, there's a chick that does karate. You know. Okay, yeah, nothing is more boring than that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Got to mix them up, make them actual people. What's what's uh, what's her or their names? Well, um, the two main female characters uh, on the on the Monster Hunter team is uh, Julie Shackelford is the uh, main character. Julie. Yeah, Julie. And uh, Julie. main character's love interest. And uh, and for oh. the record, because I have been quoted on this before, she is based on my wife. Aww. <laughs> that's All sweet. Right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Except my wife is not Southern. That's the only, uh, oh, that's okay. the only difference. My Got a little twist have, in there. She doesn't have okay. the accent. But, uh, <laughs> and... Um, so I, I, I just set out to write good, strong female characters. The other one is oh. Holly, and um, one of my favorite characters. I won't spoil it too much for you, but she's okay. a uh, former right. stripper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Turned monster hunter. We were going to put a pole in here. And she is the single toughest Damn. person on there, and uh, she's great. Is she really? Oh, yeah. She's, oh. She's and, who, awesome. and who is she based on? <laughs> uh, nobody in particular. Nobody in, okay. on grounds that That was a good question, like because I know his wife's tuned in tonight. So. <laughs> uh, she's like, okay, what? What's that? Who? What was that? Uh, so are okay. you saying it has a little love story going on? Oh, yeah, there's, there is. Yeah. Is uh, there such a thing? And let me ask you this. Uh, and, and, and because I have, I mean, other than the free chapters, obviously, I haven't read Monster Hunter International, but Captain Proton has, so he assured me the rest of the book is as exciting as the ones I read. Are there, is, or is there any such thing, Larry, as a good monster? Yes. There is? Yes. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to spoil for you. Don't want to say anything yeah. more. Okay. I, I have. Right. Uh, I have a few. There's uh, a few. Well, people. You okay. know, they act in their own interest. Uh, <laughs> do they live in trailer homes? Well, I do have. A, okay, I could go ahead and give a spoiler here because enough people have talked about this. All right, everybody, listen. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, I wanted to take a little different take on some of the f- traditional fantasy things. Right. And. Uh, when I was writing Monster Hunter, one night my wife was reading a fantasy novel in bed, and she got disgusted and threw the novel on the ground, and she goes, oh. I go, what's wrong, hon? She goes, well, why is it that elves are always the same? <laughs> Just once. Why can't someone do something different, like have redneck elves? <laughs> so this light bulb went off, and so I have elves, and they live in the Enchanted Forest trailer park. I love it. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Yeah. A lot of duct tape used. Yes, okay. and uh, they're they're yeah. actually one of the most popular parts of the book. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, Truly? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and your so your wife is the muse. Oh, yes, I mean, yes. I mean, many, many of my best ideas come from her. Yeah. What's what's her name? Tell us, because I forgot. Uh, my wife's name is Bridget. Bridget, okay. Hi, Bridget. And is she in the dedication? Oh, yes, she good. is. Oh, yes, definitely. Very good. Well, I owe he, her. He wouldn't get a birthday present the right. rest of his life I was if she was. I say, wasn't. she better be. Uh, and that's being kind. Uh, uh, she's put up with me writing four <laughs> books now, so, uh, yeah. You know, that's, that is a difficult, isn't, that's a difficult relationship thing. Bridget, you're a sweetheart. You, you, that's really nice that you support, stood by your man. Uh, I mean, that is, that's hard. You're, you were doing the jobs, you're working your jobs, you, you got to make a living, and then, you know, what happens? It was, did that happen usually in the evening? Did you end up writing at night till yeah, midnight? Yeah, a, a lot of writing till midnight, 1 o'clock yeah. in the morning. After 1 o'clock in the morning, you're a little loopy and throw yeah. everything you write away <laughs> the next day, you know. The stuff you wrote at 3 o'clock in the morning seems brilliant at the time. That's right. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, I'm such a genius. <laughs> yeah, next morning, chuck it. It's, it's garbage. Now, how, how long did it take you to write that first book? About six months. Wow, okay. It takes me about six months to write a book. fastest ever wrote a book is uh, three months. Oh, right. Let's update everybody. To, in case you uh, didn't join us the first hour, you missed a lot of really cool stuff with Larry. Larry Curez is the uh, author of Monster Hunter International, the new book coming out, uh, Monster Vendetta ebook right now. September is the published edition. And I get that. Am I getting all this yep. right? Yep. Okay. I want to make sure. And Larry has a, a website. Tell everybody how to find you. It's uh, LarryCurea.wordpress.com or just Google my name or Monster Hunter International. You'll find it. Good way to go and you'll like that it's a lot of fun and you, it, and you and you talk to folks right don't you oh yeah I, I i'm real big on uh, just responding to everybody i can yeah. so if you ever send me a message i'll i will try to get back yeah. to you and like you heard space today would be writers uh you know need to apply you need to not uh, apply yourself but talk to larry he's always willing to give you a tip based on his experience he's not telling you that there's no other way it's just that that's what he's learned that works for him oh, yeah, i don't claim to be him. the expert but i've learned a couple <clears throat> things yeah but some of the panels uh, uh, when we were at conduit a couple uh, you know, I hope you guys had a chance to listen to us at Conduit because we we had a record-setting interview schedule. <laughs> we interviewed, I think, thirteen authors, and uh, my friend Martin from uh, Conduit, part of the organizer, and then we had the Filk uh, Folk uh, Sci-Fi Singers, and we did all that in three hours. 
with you know commercials, news breaks, etc. These guys live. were working it. It was uh, a remarkable. Uh, it was really cool. I had a great time. It was the fastest three hours in radio, ladies and gentlemen. But anyways, uh, so we had a lot of a lot of fun. We met a lot of great people, Larry included. And you did all kinds of panel work. Does that make you? Does that make you feel good? Do you feel happy when you go and do those kind of things? I, to I help enjoy folks doing in? panels. I I, yeah. I really do like. I like a lot of writers are a little uncomfortable in public, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a very oh, public. you have no problem being in public. No, I, I, I have no problem talking in front of big groups of people. <laughs> all righty, we're going to go to a break here real quick. Don't forget our phone number uh, this hour, next hour too, when we do the Geek Hour eight zero one two five four fifty eight fifty five. Thanks for listening to AM six thirty Sector Five Radio tonight. Keep in mind, k-talk.com is a great place to hear it, sector5radio.com. We're also on Facebook, Sector 5 Radio. Look us up and join in. Commencing Operation Little Princess. Operation Little Princess? Yes, Dex. Our 16-year-old daughter is going on her first date. With that 17-year-old ruffian. <laughs> well, so are we, Dex. We're tailing them. I see. And since we don't want them to see us, we'll need to rent a car. I know three places in your zip code. And now DexKnows.com can even search by neighborhood. And we should probably get a pair of binoculars to watch our babies every move. No problem. I know five sporting goods stores in your city. And all things sports on Jefferson is new to the neighborhood. What if we get lost? No worries. Because now I'm on your mobile phone, which means you can find local businesses, get directions, even maps wherever you are. Great, Dex, but what if, heaven forbid, they actually end up liking each other? My wedding section. It has photographers, caterers, dress stores, and anything else you'd need to plan your daughter's special day. Actually, I was thinking boarding school, a far, far away boarding school. Or you can do that. DexKnows.com. Smarter than your average search. More exact, more detailed, a lot more local. And now it's on your mobile device. DexKnows.com. Do you love someone who suffers from addiction? We don't need to tell you about the pain associated with addiction. We can introduce you to the solution. Pathways. Pathways is a powerful, comprehensive addiction recovery program that provides the one you love the confidence, hope, and life tools necessary to defeat addictive behavior throughout their lifetime. Pathways success can be attributed to working with addiction in a real-world environment where personal change occurs in the home. Training, guidance, and support in one's natural setting is crucial in facilitating lasting change. Families express their deep appreciation for the success they've experienced with Pathways in-home treatment. Pathways provides the skills for re-entry to life's realities. With Pathways, all involved receive the support needed to stop the destructive behavior patterns. This promotes the lasting change you've hoped for. For a lifetime of freedom and meaning, contact Pathways today, 801-867-3550, 801-867-3550, or visit PathwaysUtah.com. Play Utah's best golf courses and save up to 60% off golf every time you play. That's right, save up to 60% off every time you tee it up on Utah's best golf courses. VIP Golf USA is Utah's best way to play and golf for less, even on weekends and holidays. Call VIP Golf USA at 888-784-7465. That's 888-784-7465. Or look them up on the web at VIPGolfUSA.com. Join VIP Golf USA and save every time you play. Now back to Sector 5. Got this in pocket. Gun paddle. I am gonna use it. Intention. Yeah, we got, uh, I think, 45 caliber slugs in pocket here tonight. I am not really sure. We're going to talk about uh, some interesting things, weaponry-wise. I just handed the guys, uh, Captain Proton and Larry Korea, our guest, uh, a little article I came across about the uh, laser rifle. Uh, and that's kind of a misnomer, but we'll bring that up here in a second. It's uh, about 1020 in Salt Lake City. You're on AM 630 K-Talk at Sector 5 Radio, k-talk.com, sector5radio.com. Please, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your calling. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your friendship. Thank you so very much. And tonight from Las Cruces, it's Jim Jones. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Hey, thanks a lot. How you doing? Hey, doing really good. I uh, just uh, wanted to call in uh, for one and a... Uh... So, Larry, I really appreciate the, the work he's put into his books. Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of them. And uh, just a matter of point, I started on a Monster Hunter <clears throat> International uh, one morning when I was flying from Virginia to New Mexico and uh, finished it that day 
brain. So it's one of those reads that you start and you really do not want to put down. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. So you were flying around in, in, in just that in just a few hours. You're, you devoured the whole thing. Are you a speed reader? Yeah, it, it's it's a bit over seven hundred pages, and yeah, it was it was a full day. You know, I had many connections and reading in the airport and everything. But yeah, right, full day, and uh, uh, downloaded the eARC when it came out for Monster Hunter Vendetta, and that was finished in an afternoon. <laughs> And I, I've got it on my phone, so, you know, I get bored. I can pull out my phone and pull it up and read through it because they're going to want to read it my job. <laughs> Well, I have the same experience. I read it in three days. Now, remember, I produce shows. I, I do media stuff. I talk to Dickie. That's a day in a cell phone. Yeah, that takes like a day. So, so, so now, I, now I, have the, I, I, have, I stayed up all night reading part of it. It was a really hot read, and, and, you, just can't, and you just can't really – Put it in words like somebody somebody writes for something that you'd appreciate instead of some of this other stuff that's just pap and and it has really good characters that you could see like the character isn't like this Fabio <laughs> metrosexual guy Fabio uh, vampire whose skins <laughs> glitter you know the only time the skin will glitter in 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 one of uh, one of uh, uh, one of his books one of one of Larry's books is if they, they have napalm all over them. <laughs> <laughs> and only for a few moments but it's like it's it's the guy it's the John Wayne monster hunter killer book and you just have that's that's the way I think about it you know um, we had a we had Jim, uh, you're both. I see you on Facebook, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're awesome. And 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 how, we get to Larry's uh, Facebook. Where, what's your Facebook? Uh? Oh, just uh, uh, friend me. I friend everybody because that's where <laughs> I post all my updates and stuff. Uh, it's just under my name, Larry. It's, it's C O R R E I A. So, and how do we get into the hard drive so we can read the rest of the book? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I am sworn to secrecy on the other side. I do have. I have. If you go over to my blog, I've got a my fiction tab, and and I know I, I, I know you've been there, Jim. Um, but if you go to the my fiction tab on my blog, there's a bunch of other sample chapters from upcoming books. So, so there's a bunch of cool. Stuff what's the there. IP address that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm but not no, saying that Captain to... Proton would ever, but <clears throat> yeah. What's yeah. that, Jim? No, I just wanted to really you know, thank Larry because. I've been working on my own novel for about three years now, and you know, after going through and reading these two books, and then going back and reading his uh, Ask Korea uh, writing little writing seminar help things, uh, I read back through my three years of work and wadded up and do it in the trash. Oh, don't, oh. don't do that! <laughs> There's lots of good stuff well, in there. I kept, I kept the I kept the outline. Well, you know what? I'll tell you. My my very first book I ever wrote was back in uh, 2000, and uh, I stopped writing in 2001. It just wasn't very good. I was I was my learning book. I had training wheels. Well, you know, if, here I am um, 10 years later, and I just wrote another. Uh, I haven't talked about this one. It's a thriller series coming up pretty soon, and I took all the good stuff from my first book, all the good characters, good scenes, all that stuff, and stuck it in this. There's no such thing as leftover. Uh, there's no such thing as a wasted writing. Is this like a Michael Jackson thriller or? I could have some fun with that though. <laughs> Family show. No, the thriller is called Dead Six. It's about overthrowing a small Middle Eastern nation. From <laughs> <laughs> is it like zombies or? No, no. It's it's a straight up military thriller. Oh, a thriller. Okay. I, I co-wrote okay. it. I co-wrote it with a, a guy named Mike Coopery. Uh, Mike's uh, EOD tech in the Air Force, and uh, cool. We uh, we what's cover, EOD just for uh, explosive ordnance disposal. Oh, stable yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, those guys. <laughs> a little crazy, and uh, so we wrote this book together. And I, I've not sold this yet, but it came out really extremely well, and I'm very proud of it. And we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, you know, Jim, I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe this is on your mind where you're listening to Larry, uh, you know, say that that he's co-written a, a book. On my mind, the question is. How do you guys do that? Does somebody write and somebody rewrites? Do you both contribute? It's, how do you do that? Well, how we did th this one's formatted a little weird. Okay. In that uh, we're both we both wrote it in the first person. So he's got one character he's writing. Okay. I've got one character I'm writing. That's great. And we switch back and forth between the two guys, and they're trying to they're they're not friends, they're enemies, and they're trying to kill uh, each other. Ah. Uh. Throughout this spy book. versus spy. Is this like a yeah. thieves' world yeah. kind of construction? Kinda, yeah. My my character is a, his is a mercenary and mine okay. is a thief, and they're trying to murder each other, and it <laughs> came out really well. But there's different ways to co-write a book. This is yeah. the only one I've ever co-written. Yeah, I'll tell you this though: be 
write a book on your own before you try to co-write. Yeah. Co-writing, I would say, is at least twice as hard as writing a book by yourself. Because you got to coordinate everything, and That's you got to you got to work through two separate visions. That's right. And you know, Mike's my best friend, and it's still it's a real Inter- challenge. Integrating those ideas, those characters, and having the, having the plot flow and make it you know make it work together is to make it exciting and sensible yeah. and surprising. It's a challenge. It it's, really it's, is. I can see that because Mo- most collaborations are a senior writer and a younger writer, and uh, the younger writer will do all the all the all the hard work. Is all that senior writer named Patterson and then well, <laughs> or Cussler? Well, and yeah. then and then so he basically he comes along and you do whatever he tells you. <laughs> yeah, you see. Know, write this chapter, Bob. Now, when you were teaching Patterson, is that <laughs> you're teaching Patterson? Okay, Jim. Thanks uh, for calling. You have any other questions for Larry before you go? No, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, uh, I appreciate the chance. All well, right, thanks, man. Jim. Have a great weekend, Jim. Thanks for tuning in to Sector 5. And uh, if you're like Jim and you just found us, we're Sector 5 Radio on K-Talk Radio AM 630, going 100 yards from the transmitter at night, but k-talk.com, everywhere on the planet. And we really appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. We're with Larry Correa, uh, and I am Dickie Shannon. Captain Proton is in the uh, uh, co-pilot chair. I, I don't actually let them touch the controls because it's pretty well, dangerous. We're, we're talking about putting our hard points on the ship tonight because we have some a weapons expert here. For defensive purposes, yeah, I have been yeah. starting to stall uh, on my spaceship that resembles a 55 Chrysler. If I could... <laughs> I, if... I'm just saying I need a rail gun. If I needed a rail gun... Uh, a rail just, gun. <laughs> would a Tesla generator be a sufficient? Tesla? Having never fired a weapon in space, I don't know. <laughs> but just say I was like driving down I-15. <laughs> no, no, wait. What if I was just like flying yeah, the ship really low that? on? You know, there have been times on I-15 where I really wished for a railgun or a bulldozer. Yeah, gun. yeah, a machine gun on I-15 could come in handy some days. Oh, you know indeed. what? Uh, always <laughs> surprises me, and you don't really see this in uh, you know you don't see this stuff in in Star Wars when they're firing the you know the weapons on the Falcon and stuff like that. You know, isn't there a recoil to those energy blasts or not, something? Not an energy like? weapon. Not an energy weapon. No, wait a second. Those really? guns don't a go... A plasma boom, weapon boom, might boom. be... Didn't they recoil? Didn't they? Um, Star Wars? Go to... Once again, I'm plugging my blog, but... Okay, that's all right. <laughs> if go you blog. go back a little bit on my blog, there was a post, and it was... Uh, it was I, I call them Ask Korea. It's just when people send me little... <laughs> Is it Ask, Ask A-S-K? A-S-K. Not okay. the other... Oh, no, not the other. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> Portuguese accent coming through there. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um... If you uh, go on there and you go back, we have one of my writing sci-fi, you know, writing guns in fiction. Okay. And writing I had guns. some really smart, physics-type-minded, really intelligent people who posted in the comments about you know how energy weapons work. Yeah. And uh, if you want to get a really good read, go through and read the comments to this blog post because these guys are way smarter than I am, and they talk about things like recoil from energy weapons, and uh, even had like basically the formulas. <laughs> That's really cool. Four links to like I love that. Calculate that. That's really stuff. cool. They, do you like uh, whether it's whether it's you know contemporary or science fiction? Do you like military kind kind of fiction? Yeah, I do. I, I like that? military fiction. I like mil- uh, military sci-fi and I like uh, uh, military thrillers. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Uh, we're going to a break here. I just want uh, David Weber. Is oh he, yeah, Weber is awesome. He writes a lot of military. Uh, John sci-fi. Ringo and Tom and Ring- Pratt. And we, we all right. write for the same publishing house. Well, so yeah. we can get yeah. them on the air, possibly. You think? <laughs> oh, we have. That's it, a producer yeah. trolling. He's trolling everybody. Okay, take a break, you guys. All right, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, This is Dickie Shannon here on Sector 5 Radio tonight. Thank you very much. We've got about a half hour left with Larry Correa, uh, who is the author of Monster Hunters International. And what a cool book it is. We'll be right back, everybody. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Today, everyone needs a computer. Where do you buy one? A big box store? No. Did you notice that so many of those huge chains are closing their stores? Do you buy from a small computer store? Nope. Here today, gone tomorrow. Okay, do you buy a computer off the internet? Nope. You don't want to mail your computer away to Chumbawamba for months and have no computer. If you want security, love, comfort, and peace of mind, get into PC laptops. Our new desktop computers are covered forever with a lifetime labor and parts warranty. You've seen PC laptops in the Inc. 500 and the Utah Best of State and just about everywhere over the last 16 years, so you know we rule. So if you want to feel the love and be happy and have complete peace of mind, get into any one of our PC laptops nine locations right now. Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. And to make it extra fluffy, we're doing zero down, zero interest for up to a year on any new computer. OAC. Interest is accrued during promotional period and minimum payment required. PC Laptops, we love you. 
Any contractor can sell a heating and cooling system. At Just Right Heating and Cooling, we install comfort systems. With a comfort system, every room is guaranteed to be the same comfortable temperature you desire. Throughout your home, a Just Right Heating and Cooling comfort system will assure you the maximum efficiency and capacity you deserve. You'll experience the highest air quality in your home without the drafts or stagnant air. Just Right Heating and Cooling is Air Balance certified by the National Balancing Institute. We're the perfectionists in the sale of the heating and cooling equipment and installation. There is no substitute. Before you regret the purchase of an inferior system, you'll want to compare the Just Right Heating and Cooling Comfort System. Quality and service guaranteed unmatched in the industry. Call today for a free no-obligation introduction to the Comfort System. 801-295-2066. Our knowledgeable, friendly representatives will gladly provide you with an estimate. 801-295-2066. Have you lost money in the stock market? Did your broker make you broker? Did your broker not fully explain the risk in your portfolio? Do you feel they did not have your best interest in mind? At ACON and Associates, we focus in providing confidence and peace of mind to businesses and individuals alike. If you've been wronged in the market or by the broker, call ACON and Associates for a free consultation. Call 801 854 1200 801 Eight five four twelve hundred. Eight oh one eight five four twelve hundred. Eight oh one eight five four twelve hundred. And now we return to sector five. To sector five. You were young and your heart was an open book. To say, live and let live. But if this ever changing world in which we live in makes you give in a cry, say, live and let die. I thought this would be a good song to uh, get back to Larry Correa, Monster Hunters, Live and Let Die. Kind of like, because uh, I'm, I'm a big James Bond fan. You're a big James Bond fan. I've always been a big uh, Bond I fan. I really like Bond. It's, uh, it, you know, it's always kind of cool because in reality, Bond should have died a hundred different times, but there's always like some chick who throws him a rope or something I, happens. I have they, a Bond theory that ties all these together and also why they're different actors. Really? Yes, James Bond is a code name for 007. And so eventually yeah. he gets killed, and that's why a new actor comes in. Eventually they get him. Okay, it's like Doctor Who. He just or, or maybe they retire. Maybe Sean Connery's out there retired somewhere. Yeah, Sean. Uh, yeah, is there a reason yeah. why Sean Connery always seems to live a lot longer? <laughs> Think about it. That's why James Bond has been kicking butt for you know. That's about true. Years. Absolutely it's, true. I handed the guys. I wanted to talk about sci-fi. We you know we talked about regular guns and real life stuff, but one of the fascinating things to me is sci-fi weaponry. And when you talk about the future, you talk about alien activity. We I just read this article: U.S. Energy Weapon Project going well. This is true. Northrop Grumman, Grumman, sorry, Grumman, uh, has been awarded another phase for the rifle. It's, it's capital R I F L rifle uh, contract. Uh, the laser gear they currently have weighs a half a ton. <laughs> see, when I say rifle, you see what I mean. It's a half a ton and a, has a 400 horsepower generator that you have to drag along to fire the beam along with the heat sink and all that other stuff. Uh, so they're saying laser combat vehicles on aircraft, probably ships or something, at least to begin with when we have energy weapons. Big, big, big stuff. So we were talking about sci-fi, and there's certainly plenty of energy weapons to go around in sci-fi history for space opera, space fights, space battles. I mean, uh, Star Trek is loaded with them obviously. Uh, we were talking uh, during the break, uh, uh, Larry brought up uh, the Bolo series, Keith Lomer, uh, which I read as a kid, too, where the, these people came and they you know, took people's brains and put them in these tank kind of vehicles, and they, they sort of were used to fight these amazing wars uh, that the, the aliens were into, and I guess, and basically he, he kind of, he's the American kind of hero, so he rebels, right? And he gets the bolos. As I recall, he gets a b group of bolos to kind of go independent. Yeah, there's several, and then after Keith Ulmer passed away, there's yeah. other writers have been writing more in that series, too. But that's right. like uh, Doctor Who with, the, for Spacey Day, we just have to say this, there's Daleks. 
who are just like Daleks. <laughs> yeah, Daleks. I well, just want to say. Well, Bolos are about the size of a city block. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. monster yeah. tanks. Uh, you call them a tank, but they're, they're not really a tank. I see Dave's evil Daleks thought. Daleks are the best. Daleks. Uh, so let's talk about sci-fi weaponry. What kind of things do you do? do you, I, you know, happen to... Uh, Michio Kaku, the, the theoretical physicist, has written a book about things like the transporter beam and the sci-fi, you know, phaser guns and all kinds of stuff. Um, and you know what? He basically, you know, postulates, you know, puts together equations and formulas and said, you know, these things are all theoretically possible. I mean, they really yeah. are possible. Oh, totally. Uh, talking about energy weapons, I mean, that's one of the things in military sci-fi is that if you ever perfect energy weapons, um, it will change warfare forever because air superiority, that's just out. If it crosses the horizon, you can kill it. <laughs> so it will yeah. it will change a lot of things. It will really kind of make artillery obsolete, too, because I mean, we're already to the point now where that's we can true. track incoming mortar shells that's and true. shoot them down. That's true. Imagine what you could do with lasers instantaneously block every piece of artillery that's coming at you. Well, there's already super suits that will carry... I mean, soldiers have been fitted with these that they can carry a lot of weight. It's augmentation, muscle augmentation. uh, Like exoskeleton. Exoskeleton. And so, you know, somebody says, well, 1,400 pounds, no soldier can carry it. But with the suits and things like that, with the it could be it could be battle uh, robotech kind of stuff. Technology is moving along, and um, maybe... The sad thing is the way we're spending, doing military spending now, it'll probably be the Chinese or the Indians that have this stuff first. But um, I think you're right, man. The way things are going, are you kidding? Have either of you guys ever read John Ringo's uh, Poslian? Um, no. No, do you think he'll give no. me a, a signed copy? Is there a... <laughs> well, he, he did a... Did the main publisher... Because... I, I, we, I, I we tend to put people on who give us signed copies. I can ask. Stop but, trolling. Uh, You're trolling. But he, did, uh, he did a series with powered armor. I'm a, really I'm well a done. Yeah. Old man with a lollipop yes. for these people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was, uh, and I can't remember the series. I have it. Uh, there was, uh, it was, it, 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 I think it was three, you know, a, a trilogy. Uh, it was the Sands, Sands of something or other. I can't remember the, the, the guy's name. Uh, and and there, were, there was also a series of space explorers who, who were like uh, planet you know, pioneers. They would go find new Earth planets and stuff. And of course, there'd always be some kind of action and you know, fight or whatever. And uh, several of the people on the Space Pioneers had these exoskeletons. They suit up like Avatar. You know, James Cameron just did recently, very, very well in Avatar. Did you go? No, I've not oh, actually you, seen I, Avatar. Starship <laughs> Troopers was the original. Highland <laughs> originally did those shoots, and they yeah. were very well. Done. Every every recent movie you've mentioned, I'm like, oh no. no okay. <laughs> you know, I understand. Understand you you're you know you're a busy guy and all that stuff, but, but there when are, you get deadlines. Yeah, there <laughs> are there. It's one of those that is, a, and I'm sure that's going to come back to theaters before it comes back out on in the real super edition. I'm sure it will. Don't watch it on DVD, only because yeah, it's still enjoyable, but you have to see it on a big screen and in, you have to see it in 3D because you will be immersed in the in the planet Pandora. I mean, it's just amazing. You will be. It's stunning. What he it's did. It's not like a, it, 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 it's the real deal. It's not one of these cheap clash oh, of the no, titans no, no, no. things where they did it that poorly. <laughs> no, By no, the no. way, we have this authors thing where I take the authors to movies and previews. If they, <laughs> they have the the uh, the thing is they bring their signed copy for our kids. <laughs> <laughs> We meet at the Megaplex, or hood, more, more likely at You're the uh, Showtime Theaters, because it's cheaper killing for me. me okay. <laughs> All righty, back to, back to Larry Korea on Monster Hunters International. Okay, uh, what are you what are you seeing down the road for the Monster Hunters? Are we looking at, we're, we're on the subject of motion pictures, every well, writer, sci-fi, you see all these pictures, but I know when you're writing, because I, I write movie scripts and stuff, so I know you're seeing these pictures in your head when you're writing this stuff, so you can easily see the movie playing. Yeah, I actually have, um, I actually have a, um, I had some going around with Hollywood last year, and mm-hmm. uh, flew out there and mm-hmm. had some meetings with people, and mm-hmm. um I can't elaborate too much, but I've, I've got some very good people representing this book. Okay. And um, some very, um, I hope they're listening, <laughs> uh, great guys. And, um, and we love you. I've got some people at some major movie studios that actually were really rooting for this book. Um, my problem currently is a Will Smith is doing a movie called Monster Hunters. Oh, no. No relation. Oh, That's kind no. of what killed me at a major studio. But um, well, so we're, it's, his, actually a, his is a family comedy. 
has oh, okay. no relation to mine at all. Okay. It's about um, child psychologists who find out the kid, the monsters under kids' beds are real. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Right. So we'll, uh-huh. it'll probably be revisited. And then I've got other series too. That uh, now, now that people, there are some people in Hollywood well, who know who I am. So that's hopefully, right. that's right. And I will. I can't name any names, but I also know that I have some actual movie stars, like big name. Uh, people that are fans, they so, really like it. They, yeah, they're really I, enjoying it, and I, and I understand. You know, we respect that. Uh, that that uh, you know, one kind of blew me away because this guy had uh, won a one is won an Academy Award, and he said he specifically said which character he'd like to play should the movie ever be made. And I was like, <laughs> no kidding, really, oh, really, holy crap! <laughs> wow, that's so. Why don't you just do MHI? Forget about the monster tile. Get people immersed in MHI, and you have just say we've got. Seventy-five thousand people hey, that tell, love your book. Tell it, tell it to the, tell it to the movie producers. Oh, <laughs> singing on the mountain. But we'll, we'll try it again. We'll, it, it, it's. Um but it got a lot of attention, so it's done really well, well. You know, we talked earlier about how tough, you know, in the in the in the cycle and the length of time getting getting you know getting recognized, oh, yeah. getting published, et cetera. Movies are, are oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, people worse. people option stuff, and it sits on a shelf for three years, and you're sitting there going, "What happened to my movie? Yep. What 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 are you guys doing with it? Um, okay, they they pay you for the option, and that's nice, but." You want to see? You want to see it be made? You want to be able to sit there, eat popcorn, and watch your show? Oh heck yeah! Isn't that cool? So we'll, it, I'm sure it'll be revisited in the future, yeah, though. So we'll, I'm sure it is. We'll see what happens. People are really excited about this series, so there's no doubt about it. Speaking of uh, this series, hang on. Captain Proton's about to jump out of his jumpsuit uh, here. I want to re- revisit what we called. Uh, I guess we fer- referred to it as Diesel Punk. <laughs> Some, uh, I want you to go back because you want, you were working on this series that that I thought was oh okay break time it's kind of interesting this is a whole new thing you guys if you missed a if you missed us the first hour really early in the hour we kind of just glossed over this uh, other series Larry Korea is working on we'll be back with all that right here in Sector Five Radio AM six thirty K Talk K Talk dash dot com Sector Five Radio dot com that's where you can hear it of course we have those podcasts from past shows available for you. Check us out, too, at Facebook, at the Sector 5 Radio Facebook page. I am Dickie Shannon. Be right back. Buck Wild Mechanical Bulls here, and we want to give your party some kick. We want to challenge your guests to ride a full-size, genuine mechanical bull. We buck them and chuck them at any age and any experience level. Riding a mechanical bull is an opportunity no one can pass up. We control the bull so we can take you slow and easy or rock the spurs right off your boots. Our 16 by 16 foot landing pad and experienced operators make the ride as safe as possible. Complete with a PA system to announce riders and entertain crowds. We have the darndest hooting and hollering set up in town. At Buckwild Mechanical Bulls we entertain everything from company parties to good old church gatherings. We guarantee to have the lowest rates and most energetic crew in the state. We know any reason's a good reason to have a mechanical bull. So call us today at 359-0440 and we'll make a believer out of you. Remember, that number is 359-0440. Buckwild Mechanical Bulls. Give your party some kick. 359-0440. We have to be strong to deal with the possibilities of a financial crisis. My plan to invest our state reserves in gold can make us billions of dollars and solve our state's financial woes. The world has changed. We must decrease the size of our government and eliminate liberal programs. I'm Richard Martin, and as your governor, you will see significant changes. Republican delegates, I seek your vote. Paid for by the Richard Martin for Governor campaign. It's time now to return to Sector 5 with Chief Security Officer Dickie Shannon. standing uh, in with us tonight and hanging out on Sector 5 Radio. I am Dickie Shannon. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your friendship at Facebook, uh, Sector 5 Radio's Facebook's uh, page. We, uh, we're gaining uh, some really uh, really interesting folks, and we appreciate you joining in, in the fun. How many, are we up to 100 or 200 now? I mean, oh, we have, well, we'll, we'll just, uh, there's two things on Facebook, and one's the group, and one's the uh, local. I think, I, I don't, I, we just get 30 people a week. 
About 30 people a week? Well, 50%, here's how it works. 50% of the people that go to Sector 5 Radio, okay. they're visitors. They're the first-time visitors. So we oh, have okay. an incredible growth rate. Okay. Well, very good. Well, we want cool. you to be one of our friends on Sector numbers, 5 Facebook. Okay. All right. Now, I touched upon this uh, this uh, other thing you're working on, which I thought was really interesting because we were going back, what, to the 1850s? Oh, oh wait. That's when the world kind of diverged off our own. The book takes oh, place okay. in 1932. In 1932. All right. It was a very good year. A uh, very good year to set stories. Indiana Jones knows. Uh, so, so let's let's get up. Let's bring everybody up to date on some of the things other than Monster Hunters, which the uh, new ebook is out. Blah blah blah. We'll cover that in a second. Um, what what is this whole thing about? I mean, what's the idea? Um, it's called the Grimnor Chronicles. Is the series Grimnor? Okay. Yeah, Grimnor. And then um, the first book's called Hard Magic. And what it is, I'm a big lover of, of the old pulp, serial, black mask kind of tough guy detective stuff. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was at LTUE, which is a writing symposium at BYU, last year. And I was on this panel, and one of the guys uh, in the audience asked a question. And I was on the panel with these three other guys who were epic fantasy writers. And I'm a contemporary fantasy writer. Okay. So I, yeah. the guy asked a question. I started to answer it. And the guy in the audience cut me off. I said, no, no, no. I want to hear from the epic fantasy writers. You just write contemporary fantasy. Ooh. And so I took that as a dare. See, <laughs> see, you need somebody like an agent to go over there and take that guy and slap him back well, with them. Well, this is good, though. This is good, though, because I decided, so I looked up what, all, what are all the rules of what makes an epic fantasy. Okay. It's big world building, having a, a, a complicated magic sure. system with rules sure. and a history. And sure. So I set out to do this, but I want to do something different. And um, so I actually got the idea after uh, talking to my co-author on that thriller and uh, Mike Coopery, and we kind of had this four-hour brainstorming session, and we listed off all the most awesome things in the world. And I think the list was basically like zeppelins, ninjas, pirates, gangsters, <laughs> as we threw it all into one book. <laughs> and actually, what it is is I did a lot of research. I'm a history nut, and so I read uh, a, a ton of books from uh, 1900 to 1940. And I got the equivalent to like a history degree of that time period. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I went kind of nuts on this. All right. So you're like, would you consider yourself a research rat kind of person? I am a research you, nut. You really that's really important okay. when you're writing, though, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's I, I how believe, you bring it to real. Well, especially this is my first foray in alternative history. And so I really wanted it to be accurate, except, you know, with magic. <laughs> okay. So, so what? Ha I mean, what's the? How does it? Uh, give us an idea how the world works in '32, the alternate world. Well, what I did is I set it up so that magic started to appear in the 1850s, and it's uh -huh. about one out of every thousand people. Okay. And no one really knows where it comes from, and uh, the people. And by the 1930s, it's about one in a hundred people. So the, the percentage has been growing. Uh. So they have some sort of magical ability where there's one area of the laws of physics okay. that they can kind of tweak. Okay. And. Got um, it. Cool. So I have a very organized system here, and but but I gave all the different magical powers kind of a 1930s type slang name. The main character is what's called a heavy, a guy that can <laughs> manipu manipulate the rules of gravity. Okay, and all right. uh, I like a, that. A traveler and uh, like that. And, you know, a mouth is someone that can influence people with their words, and uh, just kind of created this really right. cool world. That's neat. So you got a politician like who's a mouth, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, actually I do. And what's then the uh, name of that guy or. <laughs> well, I, I would say, but in the, in the, I will say this: in the sequel, FDR is kind of one of the villains. Oh, <laughs> how come the Republicans are good guys <laughs> and the Democrats well, well, are villains? Well, I'll say I just because, historically speaking, I, I went from this from the perspective of the same kind of people that in the 1940s got round up and put into camps sure. in places okay. like Topaz sure. Mountain. Sure. Only imagine, you know, what this is Topaz Mountain just for people? Um, it was the one of the concentration camps where they put Japanese people during the opening days of World War II. Okay. Well, but in my world, in the 1930s, there are certain dangerous forms of magic where these people just cannot be, you know, they haven't done anything wrong, but they're just too dangerous for society. Okay, all right. But so. it's uh, it came out very noir pulp action adventure. The bad guy in this is Imperial Japan. Right. It's okay. it came out really good. That's cool. So are there are there men in black types who are after the the kind of sorta? Yeah. Well, the the first one is more it's more dealing with the Imperial J Japanese army. Okay. And uh, right. it's it's kind of a different alternate world. Can and you I, tell us if if uh, if if uh, in your alternate world if is there a, a WW two? There will uh, be. There will be. Okay. But not against what you expect, and it will be a little bit earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you do ritual magic and like this that. kind of thing? That's or? good. It's more do you use, like, Franz Barton in this thing at all? I or? don't know who Franz Barton is. Oh, uh... You, you know the guy who you got me predicted there. all the stuff of uh, World Trade Center? Uh, 
You know, uh, no. Franz is, is kind of, I guess, he would be psychic. He would be a spiritual psychic. Remember the Don't guy, have any psychics. Kind of like the that. Guy, okay, uh, he, he predicted the, everything. He was in the 1500s. He's, Nostradamus? Yes. Bingo. That's what was supposed no, to be. No, I don't have any real Nostradamus stuff. I've got a secret society led by Blackjack Pershing and John Moses Browning. <laughs> <laughs> Help us with that, because some people, you know, are stupid okay, like me. Okay, Blackjack Pershing was, uh, <laughs> was the American general right. uh, over the AEF, American Expeditionary Force, in World War One, and then um, John Moses Browning was the world's greatest gun designer in real life. And in mine, he's a wizard. And he's so. oh yeah, well he's, he's, he's actually a Utah local, That's cool. isn't he? Yes, he is a Utah local. There's there are some scenes that take That's place cool. in Utah also. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh really? So, now, is most of it is most of it though in in, in big city or exotic? Uh, mostly in San Francisco area, Chicago, okay. and right. a little bit in Detroit. All right, cool. Yeah. I, oh, wow. I like did that. a lot of research on what the historical areas look like. A lot of San Francisco in that time period. Very, very cool city. And and did you did you in this series did you twist even more stuff? I mean, like the automobile technology, or you know, you well, brought actually, up zeppelins I, and well, airships. One of, the, one of the things I did is uh, one of the magical affinities was called a cog. This is someone who <laughs> who's a genius anyway. Yeah. But every now and then they could get kind of a burst of magical brilliance, an idea that uh-huh. always works out. Okay. So the technology in my world has gone a little different. In fact, one of the big ones was Tesla was a cog. And uh, so a lot of Tesla's crazy stuff okay. that didn't work out quite so well in real life right. does work out. And one of the big parts this of this one. book is um, they're, they're after a Tesla super weapon. They're trying to capture a Tesla-designed super weapon. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. But, but just to help the audience a little bit, could you help us describe who Tesla is? <laughs> Tesla, Tesla. Holy cow, man. Mo- most Americans are familiar with Thomas Edison uh, being a you know, super genius uh, inventor, <laughs> yeah. but... His contemporary and, and competitor was a fellow named uh, Tesla who came up with a lot of really amazing things and invented a lot of things we know today come from him. That's and, right, uh, yeah. He is the father of uh, alternating current, which we use for everything now. And that was the fight. He, he actually worked for Edison for a space of time in New Jersey at the Menlo Park thing, and, and they got into it. Basically, he, he pushed Edison's stuff along really well, but then they got into it because he said, AC... Edison said DC. And in fact, it got really dirty too. Edison yeah, Edison's pretty famous for electrocuting an elephant in public <laughs> to show the public the <laughs> dangers of AC oh, current. That's right. Danger, you gotta have DC current. You can't take AC. Of course we know who won. I think it was Westinghouse and and some other big, big time corporate guys that backed Tesla. Yeah, because it was yeah. basically we could transfer it a much further distance. Yeah, yeah. So. it worked. It worked a little better. Finally Edison threw in the towel and yeah, fascinating and he was great story. Uh, I Tesla, think that I think that's a really cool. Yeah, Tesla was a, he, he was a, we know now that looking back that he had a lot of mental illness hmm. and uh, his yeah. best friend was li- literally a magic pigeon and this is <laughs> this is not in my world this is in real I life I didn't know that I didn't know that <laughs> yeah so he, his best friend was a, a was magic a pigeon. pigeon yeah and he also had OCD everything had to be in threes and yeah, he's a, he's a very interesting man. Mm. Well, so, so, did you play that in the book? Um, he's not really a character as much in this one. It's because this is a uh, 1932 is a little after his, okay. his era, but um, but I have a lot of historical figures kind of show up in the book, and I, I tried to research where they really were at yeah. different time frames. And a lot of them, as you read through, you don't even realize they are uh, historical figures. Right. So this is kind of like a wild, wild west. Wicked uh, technology kind of thing. Well, I, I, I played it straight. I didn't play it campy at all. Um, everything's uh-huh. played perfectly straight. Right. I, I tried to take a, a look at if, if magic was real in the real world, how would it work? This would. This is the way well, it would work out. we've got somebody okay. on the line. Uh, no, we not, yet. not yet. Uh, and we're down to about uh, the last four minutes here. Uh, so before, in case something comes up and music starts playing, I want to thank you for being here. This has been a cool two hours. I hope you had a good time. Well, I did. I had a great time. This is really fun. We had a wide range of topics, and I want to remind everybody to look for Larry's novel, Monster Hunters International, um, uh, Monster uh, Monster Hunter Nation, <laughs> and and again, the web, Larry Korea with a E-I-A, right? Yep, C-O-R-E-I-A. Okay, and you can go look him up, uh, Google him, uh, go to his website, go to his blog, have some fun. He'll, you know, take uh, emails and messages and stuff like that. And uh, the new book's on uh, ebook already called Monster Vendetta. September's the big release. You're going to be doing signings. That's, you know, that's one of the disappointing things about ebooks. How do you sign an ebook? I know, you can't. I mean, that's kind of a drag. Uh, hang on. John is on the line. Let's, because uh, we got, uh, hey, John, how you doing? We got a couple of more minutes. So you got a good question for Lair? Hey, Dickie. It's actually, it's comic book John. Oh, it's comic book John. Hi. How are you? What are you doing on the phone? It's almost 11, man. Oh. <laughs> You got five minutes. 
Okay. Well, all right. Comic Book John. Hi. I'll put you back on hold, man. Well, all thanks. All I saw was on the on the thing. It said John. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to put you on hold, Johnny. And we'll hear from Comic Book John here coming up in just a little bit. Anyway, uh, so I want to get the plugs in. You're going to be doing a little tour, a little bit of signing, and yep. stuff like that for the new book that's coming out. You're going out. to Tennessee right I'll be now. at Liberty Con, uh, convention. It'll be in Tennessee, first week of July. And then I'm going to st- I'm one of the guests of honor at Stellar Con in uh, North Carolina in March. Wow. That's cool. Do you like doing that stuff? You like doing I the really, cons? I and enjoy stuff? the cons. I, I, yeah. I do. It is, uh, it is a fun time. And do do most people do most people just want to you know are they, are there when they come up and talk to you is it is it a little bit of author adoration or are they kind of wannabes or is it both? Um, so most people who wind up talking to me are either fans of the book or yeah. people who are aspiring writers. Want to aspire? Okay. And right. so it can go either way. So right. cons are just a lot of fun. A good way to associate with a lot of people who just love the same stuff you do. Okay. Down the last couple of minutes, Captain. Well, uh, if you just tuned in, uh, you can always reach us on. Uh, go to the and you haven't heard the rest of the show we have two hours that you haven't heard uh, just go to the sector5radio.com hit the listen button and hit the RSS feed and you'll be able to hear all of Larry's stuff and uh, you can go to iTunes you'll be able to pull it this show will be available on Monday. That's right. You can I, listen over and over again. And, uh, <laughs> hey, we have people that are all over the world that listen to us, so it's important to That's true. To that, share that's that. true. That's true. We've had people in well, how many how many how many countries we've, we've uh, it's up to fifty six at one time. Fifty six wow. countries. But we've had thirty four English. Uh, okay. we, 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 there are certain countries we don't count or acknowledge, and those include New Mexico. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> New Mexico is a country now? Also, MAB. Uh, what's that? Las Cruces called earlier. Oh, yeah, Las, Las Cruces, Cruces is called. Thank you for us, Las Cruces. And, it, and yeah. if you live in Moab, <laughs> we feel Which sorry like for Las you. Cruces. We have a special, that's one of the reasons yeah. why we record the show. Uh, <laughs> okay. If you were in uh, okay. Rio Tinto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're running out of time. We thank you very much again for being here. I'll wait for the sound of the music to pop My in. My pleasure, here. guys. Had a great time. It's very cool. Thanks for in, in, awesome. enlightening me in any number of areas, not only about monsters, about what you use to kill monsters, about the monsters you can kill, about how much money. By the way, I think it's fifty grand. That's right, a, that's it. a starter. That's a starter it, it, salary. It depends. Starter salary is fifty grand <laughs> it goes a, millions. a monster yeah, head. It depends. You go up into the millions, and altogether, uh, are you just going to keep writing these books forever and ever? Do you think? Everybody um, loves right it. Now, the, right now, there's a plan for, uh, I have six Monster Hunter novels planned. Okay. Well, um, very good. That's with good. some being written by other characters in the yeah. series. And apparently some fans are devouring these things in hours. Forget about Twilight, people. <laughs> I, I, will, I will write them as fast as I can, as long as you guys keep reading. <laughs> can we kill Edward over and over again? <laughs> I think Stephanie Meyer's attorneys him. may be upset if I do that. <laughs> Have, have Edward and all his gang mean Harbinger by himself. Okay, all right. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that. Twilight. Larry Correa, babe. Everybody, thank you very much for being on Sector 5 uh, and uh, Sector5radio.com. Larry Correa has his website. Go visit him. Just Google, Google your brains out, and you'll find him. Okay? Not the golfer guy. Don't do that one. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the third hour of Sector 5 Radio is on the way. I am Dickie Shannon. Thanks for listening to AM 630 K-Talk. K-Talk-Dash.com. Everywhere around the world, and we'll be back with the Geek Hour in just a few minutes.